Uh, welcome to Aviation Live with Aviation Zero. I'm delighted to be chatting with North Dublin Mads Regional Manager, Gwen Harris. And Gwen is here for our annual holiday season money advice podcast. A very warm welcome to the show, Gwen. Thank you for joining me today. First question, where are you right now? I can see you, but they can't. Okay, I am at the moment. I'm in Blanchardstown oh, in very, Dublin. Very exotic. Yes, very yeah. exotic. So I'm in Blanchardstown in Dublin, um, in uh, where our helpline is. So. Oh, very good. And are you, yes. you're obviously it's ten to six in the evening or overtime today, or just... I am, I am, because you're worth it. Yeah, L'Oreal, L'Oreal of podcasts. Oh, you're you can, worth it. You can yes. see my hair. So the first question yeah. is Gwen. <laughs> so generally, just get us cracking on. I'm sure the listeners are. So excited to hear us chatting about this today. But why have you been on the Aviation Zorro podcast more than once? Can you let me know? Obviously, I am more important. No, no um, okay. perhaps because it's it's a finances are common factor to everybody, and uh, I suppose particularly this year with all the things that have happened um, and and the impact that that has had on tourism and aviation. Um, maybe we have had a lot more to talk about this yes. year than maybe before and um, you know glad to be invited thank you very much and I hope that people do get something from it from from listening to the two of us having a chat it's actually interesting because remember last year we did one uh, we did a podcast last year and it was kind of some of the stuff that uh, you were explaining you know kind of how to Go back to basics. I remember you said that, you know, kind of making mm -hmm. cakes and making your cards and it's probably kind of more relevant now considering what's going on or what do you think? I think so. And I think this year, uh, even when you think the hardest thing to buy this year uh, since March has been flour, as in right. baking flour. Yeah. And uh, that is because a lot of people did go back to basics whether they were at home and they were at home with children and they're looking at life skills and they were looking at things to do to entertain children while we have lived in and out of restrictions uh, and i use the word in and out uh, because uh, like probably uh, if you're if you're listening from around europe like other countries ireland has been in different stages of restrictions and lockdown if you want to call it uh, as as we try and live and and outsmart COVID in some ways. So because of that, we found ourselves with children at home with less activities to do. And I think that people turned to basic activities, which did include baking, um, making pizzas. I was talking to somebody earlier on who made their own pasta during the summer. Um, and we were teasing and we were saying, I thought pasta grew on trees. But, you know, <laughs> uh, people did. Uh, they, they've, they've brought back to the bit more basic and um, perhaps a bit more basic in our budgeting as well. Because, and I don't know whether you felt this yourself, uh, when the shops closed, you couldn't just pop to, so I live close. Well, I, I work in close to Blanchestown Shopping Centre here, live close to Liffey Valley. Um, you know, sometimes I would just go for a stroll around the shopping centre in pre-COVID times and you would buy stuff that maybe you didn't really need um, or maybe you did want but not need now or whatever, you know. And those choices uh, being taken away from us by the closures of shopping centres has uh, changed our spending habits in some ways and I, I think that 
the last time I spoke with you was with Sandy from ECDN. So, yep. And we both said that in lockdown, as we were at the time when we were talking, was a really good time for us to sit and look at our budgets because we weren't really going anywhere outside anyway. <laughs> you know, so you know, sitting and looking at your bank account was sometimes the only option because there was nothing left on TV to watch. And um, so, and, and, and I'm not taken away from anybody who lost their income during that time. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to be too lighthearted in a disrespectful way, but I'm just saying that everybody this year has had cause to look inside, look at our bank account, look at our spending, and has had time to do it while the shops have been closed, etc. So, if the, that makes sense, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, Mavs be quite more likely quite busy at this moment in time. So, for anybody that doesn't know about Mavs or heard of Mavs before, you know, what what services do Mavs provide? So, Mavs stands for the Money Advice and Budgeting Service, and we are debt advice service that is in Ireland. Again, I'm conscious that you might have people listening not from Ireland and they might have other debt advice services in their own country or somebody could be listening in a country that has no debt advice service. So what, going back to basics again about what is a debt advice service. So MABS, we look at all aspects of the family financial situation. So we would maybe meet with people who are looking to save and budget and, and make the most of their money. So little budgeting tips. Then we would meet with people who are struggling to meet their financial commitments, whether it's uh, through loss of income or redu reduced income, or sometimes having a baby and their expenses go up and then they find it difficult to meet their old repayments, their mortgage payment, meet their loans. Or for some people staying on top of gas and electricity, the basic utilities and food. So we would work with people to look at what's coming in, look at what's going out. We would help them design a budget that protects the family home first, light, heat, food on the table, clothes, medical needs, education. And then we'd help them look at making offers to their creditors after that, if they owe people money. And Is it beneficial then to get in touch with MAPS as soon as possible that if you are having any problems? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I don't think there's any wrong time to call us. Even if you got in contact with Mabs and you said, I am not sure if you can help me. Here is my financial situation. And we can point you in the wrong direction. Or sorry, we can point you in the right direction. That's the wrong even direction. If, <laughs> no, no, sorry, apologies. We can point you. That'd be a bad service, I think. But we will point you in the... You can leave that in. We, okay. we can point you in the right direction, even if we can't help you with that query, if we were the wrong contact for you in the first place. And, and uh, because I do appreciate that there are a lot of people affected by COVID where reduced income or loss of all income um, because of the pandemic and, and different impacts on society, that I appreciate that there may be people who have never been unemployed before. So not only are they struggling to navigate debt or mortgage payment or otherwise but some people are really struggling to understand a welfare system or their entitlements and rights for payments and supports so uh, there will be a lot of uh, I suppose facets a lot of different confusions for people or just 
different aspects that they need a little bit of direction on. Are you seeing any other industries, uh, you know, coming towards maps for help rather than before? Is there any other, like maybe the aviation industry or uh, tourism or transport or is it specifically quite balanced throughout? Um, we, we're certainly, we, we have seen people coming forward from the aviation industry and whether that's because of, of your own work of, of getting, uh, get, getting us known or noticed or, or, or informing people in the aviation industry of contacts that, you know, that debt advice is for there for them as well. Um, or whether it is because of the impact. Uh, we welcome any industry contacting us, you know. The, um, obviously, tourism and hospitality from aviation all the way down to your local pub and your local cafe have been quite affected because in Ireland being closed, the, the, the wet pubs, as you would call in Dublin, have not opened yet. And, and that has to be having big effects on, on lots of uh, people within that sector, um, all the way to your own industry, the aviation industry. Obviously, there, there's such a significant drop in travel and tourism uh, by plane anyway that we've seen, I think, was there 197 million? Wasn't that one of the numbers yeah. that was the reduction? So naturally there is that effect on the industry that is more transparent now than was before yes. i think last year our first contact was probably around thomas cook and that was a singular in or company rather than the entire world's companies of uh, airlines etc yeah. you know so it, it's it when i say transparent it's so obvious now the industries that are directly affected are, are, are probably more affected. It, it, I mean, we talk about the industry specifically with aviation, um, and maybe some of the maybe pilots or cabin crew, maybe they might be kind of embarrassed. Is, is it normal to be embarrassed to ask for help, or does it I mean? Do you find Gwen that if somebody does come to you and are kind of stressed or worried or they're, they're, they have anxiety, that once they get to speak to somebody from MABS, that they actually feel a bit more oh, okay, I actually feel okay now, or a little bit more, you know, they they can plan something. I'd really hope that they do feel that sense of relief when, when anybody contacts us. And yeah, going back to your first question uh, there was about do people generally feel embarrassed? Yes, absolutely. Unfortunately, um, particularly in Ireland, and I can't speak definitively, I can't speak definitely on the rest of Europe and how they view um, debt advice or insolvency solutions or debt solutions otherwise. But here uh, in Ireland, our experience is that it's generally something that people feel very, very embarrassed about. And, and that's quite sad, really, because here in Ireland, we don't, uh, I'm going to correct myself there. It's not that it's quite sad. It makes me sad yeah. still that people feel that way because uh, we don't teach money management or budgeting in school. So therefore, it is kind of like saying, when you turn 18, here's the keys of the car, off you go and drive now. Sure, you've watched me drive all 18 years of your life. You have to know how to do it. Yes. It's the same thing with money. So you grow up and you grow up with a house and, and, and um, you know, bills being paid and so on. And, and you might know they're being paid. They might be invisible 
to you. They might be on email. They might be hidden otherwise. And then all of a sudden you start working and you're expected to know how to budget because we don't, we don't teach it in schools. And because we don't teach something in schools, it's then not normal in society in one way. If you teach it in school, if you teach cooking, when, when you went back to teaching home ec and cooking in school, it was then, that was, that was a normal life skill. And we teach civics, or it was civics, I can't remember, it's uh, CPSE now, uh, you know, talking about your, your, your right to vote and you know, the, our constitutional rights. We teach that, but we don't teach the basic skills of budgeting and of dealing with, say, being out, out of work, where we don't, what I would call kind of citizenship of, if you're unemployed, here are your options. Or if you're working, here is your tax. You would learn that in a subject such as business, biz org or business. You, would, you might learn it in home economics. But if you don't take either of those subjects, you would never touch on budgeting or household bills or tax. You would never touch on those topics. So as a citizen then, how, do you, how are you expected to know? It comes back then to the family. And, but as a, as a family, we're still living in society that views money management as a shameful thing. And it's closed and it's behind closed doors and it's not on the curriculum in school. Therefore, it's a dirty secret kind of thing. And unfortunately, then when people come to us, they feel embarrassed that they're not able to manage their money because they feel everybody else is able to manage their money and they're a failure. And that is so far from the truth, because as we now know, and one positive thing uh, uh, from a situation such as what we're going through at the moment with um, moving probably into uh, a fairly tight financial time for, for the country. You, you know, like yes. people are worried about, well, will, will they be impacted next year and so on. But one good thing about that is that we become quite open about discussing money. And we're talking openly about how many people have become unemployed or lost their income temporarily because of COVID-19. Outside of COVID-19, you would not hear that daily in the news. No. Uh, and therefore, you kind of think you're the only one. You're the only person who's lost their job or you're the only person who's reduced income. And this year, there was a, the government went and they talked to the banks and they tried to make deals on what was called a moratorium or payment breaks. And that made it normal that it was saying, yes, we recognize that people aren't going to be able to pay the mortgage. Outside of this, we, we don't do that. But I'm hoping that we keep it going, going forward, because it's not a shameful thing to uh, experience some kind of struggle or indebtedness or a, you know, worry about paying a bill it's not a shameful thing at all and it happens to everybody for any amount of reasons do you think as well Gwen, that with the you know we spoke with this last year with uh, you know the impact with regards to social media because you know as, as you mentioned there already that people might be embarrassed and they feel that the other person you know is paying the bills and they're, they're looking after a family and you see someone on facebook for example or one of the social media platforms and um you're seeing your next door neighbors and they've a nice car and you know they've, they've, they've the best of gear for the kids for christmas uh, santa claus has arrived with all the toys and it kind of makes you feel 
um, a little bit inadequate, you know, especially if you're going through these financial issues. Is it right to say... Keeping up with the Joneses yes. would be the one where you do compare yourself, but you're comparing yourself to the piece that somebody puts out there. Yes. rather than what's behind the door. We don't know what people are struggling with otherwise, but it's so easy to compare yourself to other people and that indeed increases the shame. Yes. Uh, but social media is also really, really positive for this kind of uh, situation, such as if you, if you ever searched a hashtag debt-free community or just debt-free community, you come across a lot of people who are publicly talking about their journey to to paying off their debts and all the changes that they've made like i know you had um santis ogara on yes. or the caribbean dub and um you know santis is very very practical she's also very open and and talks about her personal journey how much debt she started off with, how much she discharged, I think it's 15,000 just in, in the year, and, and, she and how she did it. Yeah, she jumped yeah. into the ocean, Port Marnock Beach, and, yes. and froze herself. Froze herself, like, <laughs> yes, it's not it's the Caribbean, great. Santos. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, it's, um, it is, it's, it's things like that. So social media does have some really positives, and it makes things a little bit more accessible for some people who might kind of feel shameful uh, about about their money management who who feel isolated and who don't know where to start and social media can give people confidence in, in, if they look in the right direction and it's about looking up something trusted and something that's going to guide you but if I was following somebody or I saw somebody on social media that made me feel negative about myself um, yeah do you know what I'd snooze it for a while maybe until I started to feel a bit more in control or I started to feel a bit stronger about my own financial situation. So I think we have a choice in social media about who we follow and who we decide is not good for me. Before when we chat about your uh, personal spending habits and we're trying to keep this as upbeat as yes, possible. Sure. Yes. And we just want to focus on money advice. So can you please yes. explain to me why uh, Just For Men Hair Dye and Oil of Yule face moisturizer is out of my budget at this moment in time and how can I best budget to ensure I can always look my best? <laughs> Maybe it's the quantity you need. I've got respectful offers, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. Um, I, I think... Um, um, if you want me to answer that seriously in, in one way, right? <laughs> I think that those kind of that, that those kind of expenses are, are things that, you know, uh, personal upkeep or personal care is something that when we think of a budget, we think of negative. We think of completely cutting out everything that's good for me. That's not what a budget is. A budget should be, and, and this would be what Mavs would encourage, that a budget is something that's going to last a long time as in you don't feel that you're being punished living in it. You, you do have to make some, if, you're, if you've got a lot of debts or if, you're, if you are overspending in some ways, there, there might be some changes needed, but they're for your own choice. And um, the Just For Men and the Oil of Ulays, if you want to have in your budget, it is about planning and maybe making some other changes 
for you to be able to afford them. Now, I think that personal care should be naturally in your budget. But if, if we say, if we moved on to talking about my favourite, the takeaway coffee every day. Yes. If I want to have my takeaway coffee every day, which is my treat, then there might be something else in my budget that I need to do, such as, uh, as I mentioned to you, changing, maybe changing my bank account to reduce my bank charges. Right. And then I'm saving on one half of my my own personal budget. So then I can move that money into having the, the money there to have my treat, to buy my takeaway coffee. Now, that sounds very basic, very simple, a takeaway coffee. And I, I do appreciate people might be worrying that they're not going to be able to pay their mortgage tomorrow. But that's ba that is the basics of any budget. It's putting down everything you spend putting some way a, a mark around it a circle an asterisk beside it what is the essential that you have to pay such as your mortgage your light bill heat bill rent uh, if you live in shared accommodation your portion of the rent and um, any commitments that your food education medical you, you go that you know your basic human rights if you want you protect them first then after that, you make a personal choice. Holiday, transport. We, you will need transport, but do you want to buy a, a 40,000 car? If you do, you've got to save for it. And then you have to be able to pay it back if you've got to borrow it. Or, you know, so you may have to make other changes in your life to be able to afford that. And, and that's what a budget is. It is your basics first. Light, heat, food on the table, roof over your head education, medical, and then after that, you're moving out into your personal choices. So we say clothing is an essential. Well, I know in, in, in level five, there was a debate about whether clothing <laughs> is essential, but let's just say the Mavs believe clothing is essential. It's your clothing should reflect your affordability. So if I can afford to spend 300 euro on a pair of jeans, and that's that's what I can afford. That's, that's my personal choice. If my budget really kind of moves me into more high street for clothes, then that's the choice I should make because that's what's affordable to me. So I will have clothes, but maybe I might have to choose a different brand right. to, you know, you know, to be able to fit in with my budget. And, and they're the personal choices that we have to make such as me and my coffee. I choose it, but I might shave off something else like changing my bank account or changing my gas and electricity and make savings another half to put it in to uh, my treat of my coffee every morning. So do you want to tell the listeners, Gwen, how much do you spend on your coffee treat a week? My coffee treat yes. a week. A week, so, roughly. Now, do you get a biscuit um, as well? Do you get one of those biscotti? No, no, <laughs> no. I would, uh, I buy them and I would bring them. So I do save on that. Where right. I don't, I don't buy them. I don't buy my takeaway treats, but I buy my coffee treat. Um, and so, yeah, you would be talking one a day, okay. and I, I would have it at the weekend as well. Right. Um. Now, what has affected my costs is that I cannot bring my own cup. 
uh, so, so in 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 Ireland anyway um, with COVID you, you're not allowed to bring your own cup to a lot of places will not take your cup right. and, and make your coffee whereas before I was able to even reduce my coffee spending by having my own reusable cup bring it with me to a coffee shop and ask them and then you got your reduction in costs but that's not available to me now so that's my roundabout way of avoiding the question so no, it would probably be it would usually be 250 a day right. and, and then two euro fifty is this or is that a, it's a, usually a, a cappuccino yeah cappuccino. yeah so but then you see i could be very posh at the weekend and i could have something like caramel macchiato Ooh, which might okay. be four euro right you know but i make that choice Right. to want to have that treat. So that would be where I would consider my coffee, just the basic, and then my treat is the caramel macchiato. But it is a, as I say, and I know this might sound very, very basic and very flippant to some people, but it is the basis of any budget. So if I struggled uh, to afford my coffee and I didn't make other changes, because I did make other changes in my budget this year, I, I, I changed my gas and electricity provider to reduce down my cost. I got a, a better deal somewhere else. And I changed my bank account because the bank that I was with changed how it charged me to per transaction, which doesn't suit me because I don't like to work with cash. I like to work with my card. Right. So everything, even when I'm buying my coffee, I buy it with my card. So I wanted a bank that would only charge me a flat fee. So okay. I changed from my bank to another account. Can we so, name the bank? I no no okay. if if that's okay um I because I don't want because like the, then it becomes very um relevant to today so right. if I mentioned the bank account right but what I would say is that if you have a look on you can have a look at there's a couple of websites that if anybody was interested in seeing is there a better value bank Right. There, you would look at consumerhelp.ie, which is the CCPC or the Competition for Consumer Protection Commission in Ireland, which displays all financial products. You can go in and have a look. You can see their costs. You can see the terms and conditions um, on, on bank accounts, personal loans, credit cards, mortgages, insurance, uh, car insurance, life insurance. You know, so you can see all these and make a personal choice. and and then with the gas and electricity, you could use there's a couple of companies in Ireland that are approved for cost comparison. Bonkers.ie, Change Ireland. Oh, bonkers.ie. I've never heard of Bonkers. Is that is it like these yeah. Martin Lewis type of sites? Is it like the money saving no. expert type of thing? No, no. Bonkers.ie is a uh, is a site that allows you to go in and check gas and electricity. In Ireland, this is anyway, gas and electricity, uh, TV, mobile phone, satellite TV, landline. You can go in and have a look and see, uh, is there, you put in your own details. You could put in, say, say, I'll explain it better now by actually doing it in my head. So I go in and I'd say, I am with uh, Gas Ireland dot com and i am with electricity europe.com and i go in and, and i say i know how much they pay i pay to each of them every year and then i search to see is somebody else going to give me a better deal right and i get all the regulated providers in ireland with 
their costs for my household usage type. And it allows me then to make a decision on how much I'm going to save and whether I want to move. And then sometimes you could ring your own provider and say, well, I'm looking here on say Bonkers or Switch or one of these comparison websites. And it's going to save me three or 400 euro if I change to, from you to another provider. And sometimes your provider might match that right. to keep you. So um, I am loyal to my bank account rather than a company. Okay. If that's okay to say, yep. I, I'm loyal to my pocket. And if a company wants to be loyal to me, they do need to give me the best value. Um, and I think that that's what we, we do need to do um, ourselves and feel okay to chop and, and move and switch to somewhere that is going to give you better value and not feel guilty about it or not feel that it's too much trouble. So some of our websites like bonkers.ie will actually do the switch for you. They'll contact your current provider and say you're leaving. They'll contact the new provider and say you're joining. Right. Okay. So it's, it's quite simplistic. Yeah. That's actually, uh, and uh, I, I recently did, I did it in September myself with, um, I, I did use one of the comparison websites and, and I select, yes, please. I would like to choose this new, this is the best one. You get all the options and they say whether you want to pay by direct debit, pay in cash, pay um, on a prepayment meter. Do you want to get a paper bill? Do you want to get an online bill? You know. So you can select all of these different options, see who's willing to offer it to you, how much they're going to offer it to you for, and then make your choice about leaving or not. Can we move on then, Gwen? I mean, yeah. not so much move on, but with regards to when individuals or families are struggling financially and um, you know, mental health becomes, uh, we hear of this word all the time, mental health, mental health, mental health. So what supports are out there um, within Ireland, for example, to help people that choose are the financial problems that are having these mental health issues? So um, mental health is unfortunately a common factor when people are struggling that we would meet, you know, a, a common situation that people come forward with because they're worried, they're getting pressure from the uh, whoever they owe money to to pay they're maybe not sleeping properly because they're worried that tomorrow they won't be able to pay the bills and um, again going back on the earlier conversation people feel a little bit of shame or guilt and and then they're not talking to somebody and, and talking when when you have a problem they always say um, talking a problem halves it in some ways because you're sharing the problem with somebody it's not that you're giving them your problem but you're talking through and maybe looking at solutions so we would find that, and, and the feedback that we would get from people is that when they engage with us and they see a plan and, and we're, we're helping them contact their creditors and tell their story, that there is a relief there for them in some ways, around, particularly around uh, their financial situation. But then somebody might be struggling with their mental health in other ways. And, um, or I'm not saying that MABS is going to take away your man, any kind of mental health pressures you feel, but there are a lot of, in Ireland, there would be a lot of services that would support people with 
any kind of concerns about their mental health. So, and, and there would be a lot of traditional ones. I think there might be international as well, like the Samaritans. Um, then the Pieta House in Ireland as well. And then there is a new uh, text support line uh, for people. And it was set up during the restrictions, the, the, the first lockdown, it was set up and uh, it's supported by the government, by the HSC. And, and people could text the number 50828 and just say, I'm struggling or I need someone to talk to. And, and you don't have to engage on the phone then. You can actually get support by text if you're feeling very vulnerable and you feel you're not ready to make a phone call or you're not ready for somebody to ring you. So uh, mental health is very subjective. Um, by subjective, I mean it's personal. There's so many different factors that might affect us uh, and affect how you feel about being able to tell somebody that you don't feel okay. And there is a focus at the moment in Ireland with the government uh, supporting mental health because we do, there is an appreciation that the restrictions and lockdown and the changes and COVID and all of the impact of COVID-19 has on people's mental health, anxiety, um, maybe depression and other worries. So there's, there's quite a new amount of people to reach out to. And um, if anybody is feeling anxious, losing a bit of sleep, not able to eat, I would say, even if you have a trusted friend that you could talk to and just say, you are struggling, you are, um, you need a bit of support. People are generally good like that. They might know somewhere else themselves that you could talk to. They might just, just talk you through things and make a plan. But it's important not to bottle it up yourself um, because very often that won't uh, help you I'm not going to say recover, but help you deal with what's, what's causing your anxiety in the first place. If that makes as, Yeah, sense. no, it makes perfect sense. I mean, uh, do you find as well, Gwen, that, you know, depending on, you know, could you have somebody that say owes, say, a thousand euro or somebody that owes half a million? Um, could you get two different reactions from two different people? So would the person owing a thousand be maybe sometimes more stressed than the person is actually on the half a million or is it just depending on the individual can i just correct the number before i forget because yeah. i did i think i said 50828 it's actually 50808 no worries 50808 is that text number with the hse um yes and as i said uh any kind of anxiety that we feel is um personal very personal to each of us as you as you know i'm not the best on flying but that's a, that's a personal thing. So and and um, so when you're asking me, do we meet people who worry about owing a thousand and people who worry about owing a million? Yes, mm. everybody has different. We all have different pressure points, if you want to call it that, and different worries. And you you'll meet you'll know somebody who's afraid. Have you got any phobias, Dave? Have you got like afraid of spiders? Afraid of anything? Going grey. 
Okay, well, I don't know what the, I don't know, grayophobia, I'm not too sure what the word for that is, but yeah, like I think everybody has something that they're a little bit nervous of and, or a lot nervous of, so uh, we'd say me and flying. Yes. And I'm not afraid of it, but I'm not really a lover of it, I don't like the feeling. Now, fear and logic do not exist together. So my logic of knowing I'm, I'm okay, it's a bit of turbulence versus my fear of, oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. what, what's this? Um, and they don't really exist together. And that's why we all, as I said, we all have very personal pressure points and very personal trigger points that would um, maybe impact how I feel about owing a hundred euro or owing a hundred thousand or owing uh, just tomorrow's bill of 80 euro. Yeah. So it's it's very personal. So it's it's not that anybody should feel reaching out. If, if you're thinking about reaching out to Mavs, it's not that you would be expecting for us to say, you know, you know, if you ring tomorrow and you say, well, I owe a hundred euro on a bill and I'm worried about it. You would never, I certainly, please don't expect that we would go, actually, you're grand. It's only a yeah. hundred euro. Come back when you owe more. No, uh, we would take it that we would be listening, that this is, you've reached out, you want to get a plan in place, you want to, you may not owe anything. And you may be just anxious that next week you might owe if you don't uh, get a plan in place now. And that's perfectly fine. Everybody is different in their coping mechanisms as well, or what they worry about. They're all personal. Let's change the tone a little bit, uh, Gwen, have some little bit of fun. Okay. Uh, we're gonna, so gonna we're gonna have a play some music. Well, not the music, but we know what music is, <laughs> but we'll move on. About <laughs> Karaoke. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. And all the Japanese bars. There we go. Um, yeah. So the um, we're gonna have a quick far round of questions to see your knowledge. <gasps> pop on, quiz. On pop quiz, hot shot, on um, Mabs, and also okay. the holiday season to see sure. how much you know. So you're ready to go. Okay. Okay. Gold star, gold star on the other gold end. Gold star, we'll see, we'll okay. see. Okay, okay, so the first question is, the clock is starting, and what is the MAPS phone number? So we have a national helpline phone number, which is 0761072000. But then each, we also have 51 offices are to be contacted. But the number that I would promote is the helpline, the Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. till 8 p.m. And they can put you in contact with an office if you need, or you can talk to a MABS advisor and they will support you through your journey yourself. Did you Google that answer? I did not. Okay. <laughs> <So> <laughs> how many reindeers are there? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't, has he got 11? <laughs> I actually don't know. I think there's how many, how many <laughs> reindeers are there? Yeah. Is there, uh, no, so obviously then the next question you're probably going to go down is, can, um, uh, can I name them? Well, obviously, <laughs> Rudolph. I could do an alphabetical order, could you? No, I don't think I, if I didn't know how many reindeer Santa has, I think I might not know uh, their names. Well, if yeah, so, mummy, daddy's kids listening to this, uh, you can, I'm sure, email Gwen directly. I, I'm sure if people can, <laughs> yes. I have, I have taken my, exactly. I've taken my, my eye off the the reindeers list uh, this year. Apologies. No. I will get my my I will get my my festive season on 
Well, I have I have the names here. According to Google, 12 reindeers. We have uh, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blitzen. Obviously, and I can't count. Rudolph. There's another two on going on there. There's Dunder and Dunder, depending on the country <laughs> that you're in. And then, uh, and then Rudolph. And then Rudolph. So can't and then Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah. Can't so forget Rudolph. What is the MAB's website? www.mabs.ie and if you if you do come onto our website you get a, a few different services at the moment so you get a messenger app which is like a little widget that pops up and asks how can i help and you can message us privately there you can go in and you can request a call back so if you don't want to message us but you do want somebody to ring and and if it's after eight o'clock at night and you decide you want somebody to give you a ring back you can go in and request a call back or on our website we do have a, a large number of self-help self tools. So we would have budgets, you can fill out your budget. Um, we, we had a few fact sheets that were specific to COVID and restrictions and lockdowns, like um, working from home, the things to expect, higher food bills, higher you know, uh, gas and electricity, but less petrol and no parking and no transport, you know. So kind of swings and roundabouts there. But there's other little fact sheets that we would have, such as 12 steps of Christmas savings and um, maybe back to school for people who are or on to third level. So it, it, you can go in and, and have a good route around and hopefully we would hope that you might find something that might be of benefit to you and your personal situation currently. So you know the 12 steps of saving, but you don't know the 12 reindeers. No. Horrendous. No, no. It's, isn't that? Yeah. Horrendous. I know, yeah. Well, so, I don't have to tax them or, or anything like that, you know, so maybe they're outside of my thought process moment. So finish the song, Rudolph. The red, do you want me to sing it? Like? No, no, I don't think anybody wants me to sing it. No. And anybody who's ever been out with me at karaoke will be sitting there going, please do not sing. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had That's a very it. shiny nose. And in the next one, can you finish the song, You Better Watch? Out, you better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. why. There we go. Uh, now you're going to have me singing too. that. <laughs> <laughs> So here's a technical question, Gwen, right? Mm -hmm. How can Santa come down the chimney if you don't have one? Well, he is magic. And he only comes down the chimney in a if we believe he's coming down the chimney. If we don't believe, then how's he going to get in? He gets in through your chimney or otherwise by your belief and your belief in him and your belief in magic. And uh, that's, that's how he comes in. That's a, that's a really good answer. Really, no, but really that's the, but it's not a really good answer. It is the truth. Yeah. Well, we have to believe in Santa. We can't question Santa. And if Santa, if you have a radiator or if you have a, if you don't have a fire, and if you have an electric heater or otherwise, don't worry, Santa will be in. If you believe, then you, your belief helps Santa get in. That's, to leave the presence. Well, I mean, I'm going to name drop. I mean, I spoke to Santa today, all the way from Lapland. So, uh, yeah. Oh, How yeah. Cool. You must have been a good boy this year. How cool am I? Absolutely. Absolutely. And now you get to speak to me this evening. That was, Jeez, that was top of the it's, list. It's like day, five of the day in the life. That's it. Really living the high life here. So how many branches do maps have? 
we have a, a I know I did mention 51, but we, we actually have about 60 offices around the country. And I say about because at the moment, obviously, in COVID, some, uh, we used to have outreach where we might go out and be part-time in an office. And at the moment, we mightn't be able to do that with the restrictions. So we do have six, a, a network of 60 offices around the country. So there would be eight uh, different regions, and each region then has... Uh, enough offices and i say enough as in every county is covered every big city is covered with more than one dublin cork and galway would have more than one uh, mabs office to make us accessible but then i think that online phone a zoom uh, messenger callbacks you know we're we're becoming a little bit more accessible than having to expect to always knock on a mab's door you know there's lots of other ways to contact us and you mentioned this already and the operating hours of mabs so our helpline is 9 a.m until 8 p.m monday to friday and then the offices are generally nine to five so but the the helpline is is always there outside until eight o'clock who is your secret Santa this year? I can't tell because then they will know who is my secret Santa this year. Is it one of the, 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 the guys or the girls in the office? Um, there is more than one because I'm in a few different secret Santas. Yes. <laughs> so, and um, will I make a homemade present this year? Yeah, that will be all down to, uh, I, I don't know, the next couple of weeks and, and what kind of glitter gun and whatever else I can find. Oh. Will I be making uh, my own personalized cards? As you know, I love doing that. So yes, you might get a, a personal glitter filled card. I can't <laughs> Secret Santa, if you're listening. <laughs> The excitement is really mm. riveting. So were you happy with the kettle you got last year? Loved it. Can I have an iron this year? I'm saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I'll be, I'm sure all the complaints will be coming in if I say something like that. Yes. So, you know, we spoke about this before and we said we briefly pass over. I know you were hoping that Brezzy would be your secret Santa this year. But yes, is there any yes. opportunity of that happening? I don't think so. And um, I suppose it is probably appropriate that we clarify why that's come up. Um, I, Niall Breslin or Brezzy has, um, it, when we talked about mental health, I think Niall Breslin. I thought you were going to say a barring order against you. No, 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 no. potentially, <laughs> potentially. No, potentially. but okay. has done a, a, a significant amount of uh, work and, and he's a lot of passion in shining light on mental health, particularly uh, mental health pressures on young children or, um, or young adults and, and children and um, I, I think that what he is doing for for our mental health uh, awareness and open to talk and campaign of it's, it's okay to not be okay uh, is it, it does need to be recognized and, and um, so you know it, it does go hand in hand quite often as, as you had mentioned earlier on with uh, debt, you know, uh, not not necessarily for for young adults and children, like I did mention, but certainly for everybody, that mental health um, pressures, anxiety, do come with debt, and and loss of income or reduced income. 
and um, yeah, so I do have a, a certain, a significant amount of admiration for Lust for Life, the campaign, if you follow it, you know, about how, how uh, positive uh, exercise is for our mental health. I'm not saying that it is going to solve every problem, but it does help us work out a little bit of stress relief through exercise. And um, Niall Breslin or Brezzy, he, he has that Lust for Life campaign. And again, that's just a, another way of bringing or normalizing talking about mental health pressures is having a national campaign like that or a platform such as Lust for Life, uh, which is now a charity. And um, yeah, so anybody, anybody who can bring mental health discussions and campaigns and um, solutions to social media in a very seamless way is uh, hats off. Absolutely. Well, fair play to you, uh, Brizzy, if uh, you're listening to this podcast, uh, as Gwen has said, uh, you know, great admiration uh, yeah. for, for somebody like you. So you're doing a great job. So keep up. I know you have an award-winning podcast as well. You have. You won an award recently as well, Brady. So well, well done. So, what words of inspiration do you have for everyone out there that, you know, as we mentioned about the mental health part, but struggling financially at this time? First thing I'd say is anybody who is struggling financially or with their mental health is is just reach out, maybe talk to somebody. Um, we are in a situation where there's so many people affected, so don't feel alone. That I think is my that would be my worst one please do uh, my my worst one my strongest uh, suggestion is please do not feel alone if you're struggling with finances or if you're struggling with mental health you are certainly not alone there are a lot of people in the same boat uh it might be a different boat to you but there's a lot of people in the same situation you're not alone it's nothing to be embarrassed about it is hard to make the first call or the first reach out sending a message but do it. Try just to send a message and say, I need to talk about my mental health or about my finances. So mental health, obviously that number 50808 or the Samaritans or Pieta House would be certainly a great support if you felt really anxious and you really did need immediate support. And then if you're struggling financially or if you're worried about struggling financially, because um, I, I do appreciate that we don't know what's coming down the road so just reach out to Mavs and and see if we can point you in the direction or we can support you and then with with regard to Christmas you know look Christmas every year does bring a serious amount of pressures in lots of ways this year I think is a very different Christmas and we are probably going to be in very small pods maybe or otherwise and and you know in some ways that might be quite nice because, you know, Christmas is usually so busy and we're going here and we're going there and we're visiting everybody. Where this year, if we are asked to visit less people, let's, let's take it as a, as, as a, a, in one way, as a little kind of breather, you know, to this year and um, stay at home, make the cookies, make the pastas, whatever, if you can, um, do little things that make you happy, walking, whatever it is. And um, try not to, uh, I suppose, try not to worry too much, but try not to be alone too much in your own thoughts and reach out and talk to somebody again. 
if you're feeling that way. As a reminder, Gwen, I know we went through uh, the website. Where is Mabs on social media? You have, I think you have Instagram, you have Facebook, we do. You have Twitter. Yep. So we do have a national, uh, it'll be at Mabs Info. We're on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, and Facebook for most people. That would be the main thing. If there was any industries listening that might want more kind of um, uh, creditor focused or uh, referral agency focused about Mabs, uh, you could get in touch with us as well. Uh, it, we're not just, we can give advice and inf uh, we could give information to you that you might say, if you wanted to reach out and say, I, I think our employees would like some information about Mabs or posters about Mabs. Or if you're in education and you feel you'd like some information, you know, reach out to us. And, and we're not just there to deal with people who are in debt now. But we're also there to support good, healthy uh, budgeting and money management across all sectors. So. And can they follow you and subscribe? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're free. There's no subscriptions. You okay. can just follow us. <laughs> yeah, we're open. We're uh, it's a, it, they're open so social medias, so you can just follow us and you'd find some tips. And sometimes we're bringing things from the website to to social media to make it a bit more accessible. A bit bit easier in your face and then you can go on to the website and you can dig a bit deeper for whatever your own personal situation is well from my side um you know generally because of the aviation side it's as an airline pilot if anybody out there who's from the industry um you know i'm sure you're doing your very best at this moment in time if you are struggling as gwen said you know nothing to be embarrassed about whatsoever uh, get in touch with maps ask for help um, you know, don't, don't be afraid or, or don't be embarrassed. Um, and I want to just say again, go ahead. Before you go there, if um, if anybody is listening that's not in Ireland, um, if you go on to the ECDN uh, website, so that's the European Consumer Debt Network, so ECDN website, you'll find debt advice information for other countries. You'd find um. COVID responses, for COVID-19 responses from other governments, you might find uh, contact information there and um, or you can follow the ECDN on social media as well and you can maybe reach out and if you're looking for information in your country, um, you, you know, that might be another way because Conscious Maps is very Irish based. Well, we did a podcast right with the ECDM, which is really yeah. good. It was really, really, really good. I don't really like good. don't like self really good. Promoting. It was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> it was like super, sure. we did, We're amazing. <laughs> we did it with, with, with Oscar noms. Oscar <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, cans, cans. Here we come. <laughs> really yes. Good. Yes. It won all the awards. Um, but no, as Gwen said. I uh, <laughs> no, no. I was going. Yes, all the awards. Thank you. Um, but as Gwen has mentioned, uh, even for myself and Aviation Zoll, that uh, thanks to Mabs and all the work that they do, because um, they really do a great job, the team in there, and anything that we ask, uh, Gwen is always, um, uh, you know, the first to respond and uh, very helpful. So you know, please Thank reach you. out to these guys because they they know what they're doing. They will help you. And especially now, uh, considering the, the, the circumstances. So uh, thanks so much to uh, North Dublin Mabs Regional Manager. I said that. There was a tongue twister. You did. Tongue twister. Um, 
Gwen Harris for joining me today. And as Gwen has said, uh, get in touch if uh, you need to reach out. Thanks, Gwen. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you.